I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Ro Moran, the OGs of the WWP, coming to you for another audio-only episode. We're recording this on a Monday night and uh, we've had quite a weekend, mm-hmm. both good and bad, for us as members of the wrestling industry, of the Philippine wrestling community. So let's start with the good first. Para naman di puro nega, puro BVs, diba? So we gotta thank everyone who showed up for Wrestling Quiz Night on Saturday at Hobby Stadium. Uh, you know, we were really afraid that the storm and the floods would turn away a lot of people. So the fact that there are still we had five teams essentially playing for uh, Wrestling Quiz Night. And it meant a lot to us to get to see a lot of you in person. Even if Glendale didn't pull through with the theme songs like he <laughs> promised. Uh, but it, it really does mean a lot to us that uh, we got to see you in person, that we got to have a good time. And we have to thank our partners for also helping us make that possible. So thank you so much, Stephen and Wayne of Hobby Stadium and the rest of the team over there who really took good care of us. Thank you as well to Dwayne of Everybody's Toys and Collectibles, yeah. who was even there to play with yeah. everybody. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And to Mr. Jansen Alcantara and Hobby Line Toy Store for sponsoring our main prize of the evening, which was the Sensational Sherry action figure. Yeah, I mean, you said there were five teams, but it turns out that five teams uh, for the space that we had to Hobby Stadium, we were right next to a birthday party and then, uh, we managed to make all of that work. We were right next to a Pokemon tournament and a birthday party. Yeah. So it all worked out for uh, what we got. So maraming maraming salama to our uh, new friends at uh, Hobby Stadium for, you know, uh, just having fun with us. And then uh, because uh, it was such a really nice turnout then, um, we have a lot more in store coming your way care of uh you know hobby stadium then i uh, also want to shout out mac one of our players um who is apparently a podcast listener he said the fun part about these things is we also find out um who actually listens to the show other than the people who um show up to stream uh, you know make themselves known to streams and to, uh live events them and so mm-hmm. 
I thought we found out that, that Mac, we I I don't think I've ever encountered him before at any of our previous events. Guys, a watch party. So oh, then, yeah. Uh he came, he played, he didn't do that well, uh, admittedly, pero uh, it's nice that you know we were still able to you know get people in na hindi namin kilala. So uh, I hope that you come by for, for the next events, uh, wherever they may be, whether it's Hobby Stadium or elsewhere, and whatever they may be as well, whether quiz night or watch party. And, uh, you know, we hope to meet more of you, um, those that we don't get to interact with on the regular, on social media or on the stream. So, uh, Jan, please uh, come by. We really would love to meet more of you. Yeah, uh, on a personal note, it, I, I was telling Arian, my fiance, over the weekend, uh, the quiz night experience really reinforced how the podcast has become kind of like radio to me. Because uh, we do these shows twice or thrice a week, we do it live, and then we also have listeners coming up to us saying that they know us or that they follow the show. And, and then in this case, just interacting with us uh, as if we've been longtime friends, even though I believe... Uh, Saturday was the first time I'd actually interacted with Glendale in the real physical world. But it's like, you know, we've known each other, have quite a rapport it's because of the podcast. And it's very much like, uh, you know, what the radio days were like for me. So um, I'm really grateful to everybody who's part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast community because you're able to scratch an itch that I thought uh, I would not be able to scratch in the months since I've left radio. So thank you very much. And like Rose said, uh, sana makita kita pa tayo ulit at another event. Uh, hopefully we'll, we can pull off another couple events before the year ends. Hey, uh, if we're like radio, then pretty soon we'll be able to buy our own wrestling company. Yes. <laughs> one day. One day we can be like Matt Jones. who uh, hey, Chaka, no. Speaking of wrestlers, we may have something in the works about that. Yes. Uh, pay attention to our Twitter activity. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to some bad stuff that we have to talk about because we are still a podcast that covers the wrestling industry. On top of giving you our picks of the week, um, this actually happened mere hours after we signed off from the live stream on Thursday night. So, medyo usap-usapan na to. Meron ng rumblings, but then it actually happened. There was a bunch of WWE releases that happened this week. Uh, it was... Uh, Ang nauna doon actually were the layoffs diba? from the corporate side, which we touched on ng live stream. But now actual wrestlers got released uh, Thursday evening Manila time. So that's Thursday morning uh, US time. I can go through the list right now. The biggest name here is Matt Riddle, arguably. Maybe Dolph Ziggler. So those two were the biggest names that were part of that batch of releases. Shelton Benjamin, Elias. Uh, Mustafa Ali, who actually has an active TV storyline, was also released. But there are reports that even months before, he was already trying to get out of his WWE contract. Uh, si Emma, who had just tweeted that uh, it was a dream uh, dream show for her to be performing at Elimination Chamber in Perth. And then wala pang 20 minutes after she tweeted that, she got the call that she was released. So she tweeted like 19 minutes later. All right, never mind. Uh, so, so she's no longer with WWE. Riddick Moss, also gone. Aliyah, Top Dalla, Rick Boogs, uh, Massey and Mansoua. Dana Brooke. And then from the NXT side, uh, Dabakedo, Shanky, Ikemenjiro. Yulisa Leon, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Dan- uh, Daniel MacArthur, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, and Abule Abadi uh, Fitzgerald. So uh, a lot of those last few names, mga developmental talent pa lang talaga. Like, I don't think we've even seen them on NXT TV. Maybe they've had like a match or two sa NXT house show circuit or sa level up. Uh, but that's that's the list. Uh, mga benteren yung pangalan na uh, release from uh, WWE. And obviously because of my, uh, the nature of my work with them, I, I, I won't really say anything other than uh, reporting what happened over the weekend. So Igal Ro, what are your thoughts on this? 
Uh, lucky for you, I don't I don't have anything uh, heated or angry to say about all of this because I, uh, I think they're different from the pandemic releases that we were so used to. Nung kalagitnaan nung lockdown, we were all home. And uh, first, um, like I said in the Discord, while that was happening and uh, while Rowan was live tweeting all of this for the, for the patrons, uh, there's no, there wasn't any need to lose sleep over a lot of these guys. So on night now, the, the biggest name who got released was Ali, and yeah. uh, and Dolph, when, and Dolph, yeah, and Dolph, right, and Dolph. But you know, Dolph, I would lump in with the others in with the other names now. Uh, these guys, um, I, I don't mean to sound utilitarian here, uh, but these guys were really not being used. They were there to you know fill the depth chart ng WWE ng, ng Raw and SmackDown, and um, I would normally you know not be so flippant about someone losing their job, especially in the wrestling industry. But things are different in 2023. And we all knew that there was a rotation there present on the main roster and in the next season, just so that Triple H has options whenever he needs to book something or book shows about. And if you get rid of the, I don't, again, I don't say this in a, in a, in a bad way or in a, uh, I don't mean this terribly, but when you get rid of the bench warmers, then there's not there's really no one to miss. But yeah, you can say that Dolph Ziggler was a former world champion. Shelton Benjamin was a former intercontinental champion. But when was the last time you saw them on TV? Right? And at this point, did you really miss them until uh, they were fired? They were released. Right? So uh, I kind of found it a little funny that people were like, Oh, top dollar, <laughs> top dollar's gone, or Emma's gone. But well, I into the game. I would have, I would be more angry about it if somebody like Ali was released. Meaning to say, somebody was being featured, somebody who was actually in a story that was, you know, kind of a big deal. Uh, more, if more of those were released, like they were back in the pandemic, then that's where I would, you know, be all up in arms. But uh, uh I know what it's like to sit on my hands and uh, wait for an assignment that isn't coming and then getting let go because that was my status at work. So uh, that's the way the corporate life is, you know. Um, honestly, as someone who has observed this business for a decade plus, decades on it, to me, this is like you're gonna be way more fulfilled doing stuff outside of wrestling outside of wwe rather outside of wwe than you were uh when you were sitting on your hands and waiting for tv time that may or may not have come uh when you know back in the company but so if you're all about actually doing the wrestling then this is it this is your moment like matt cardona uh he said to the people who got released this is you know the beginning of a new career you don't have to make it be the end of your career I think some people like to say that because WWE is all they watch. <laughs> uh, so when they when they see that someone's not in WWE anymore, they tend to not follow them the way we do. Yeah. But, you know, I saw a really nice Matt Cardona versus Tyler Breeze match from a few weeks ago in Prestige Wrestling. You know, it's on one of the home bases ni Kid Bandit. And that that kind of stuff proves that there is life. And as wrestling fans, if you are 
as dedicated to these people, to some of these people, as you say you are, then you will go out and seek uh, these new places that your favorites uh, are, are going to, right? It's not fair then for you to, to be a wrestling fan and to not follow these uh, wrestlers that you liked <laughs> going elsewhere. That's why I find it so weird that people will say, uh, will, will people, I find it so weird that people will discount some a place like AEW or NJPW because it's not WWE. But you know, you're you're fans of these wrestlers. Why wouldn't you watch where they're going? <laughs> mm. I don't. If you're if you're a CM Punk fan, I mean, I think CM Punk fans, uh, for all the toxicity they give, they are at least great examples of this now. Because CM Punk appeared elsewhere, they they went to the other place, or at least they watched the other place. About they gave it a chance. About. Uh, I would hope the same for Brian Danielson fans like myself, but uh, some of you I know uh, are dis- are still dismissive of AEW. So, yeah, um, it's really nothing to lose sleep over, really. Uh, it's not 2020 or 2021 where uh, instead, except for AEW and WWE and sometimes ROH to a certain extent. So that's why I'm not sad. Like, it's only really sad if you don't watch anything else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, before, you know, I mean, these people will never fall off my radar unless they deliberately fall off the radar. Mm. I think to add to that, Lang, uh, you know, it, it's uh, always sad to hear that somebody lost their job, regardless yeah, yeah. of who it is and whatever their position is oh, no at mind. whatever company. Mm. But as as Ro, as Ro just mentioned, um, the wrestling landscape is so different in 2023, and it's it's thriving, it's alive again, right? Um For for I would say 95% of these uh, these wrestlers, they will be able to keep making bank off of the name that they established while they were in WWE. In fact, um, I, I guess uh, the, the best example one can point to is Steph. The Lander, uh, FK mm. Persia Pirota, who never made it to the main roster, and yet uh, she was able to find her gimmick alongside Matt Cardona, and they've become like the new king and queen of the indies, where she's actually making a killing, diba. Right? So you know, um, I'm I'm not saying that all of these wrestlers who just got released will be the next Matt Cardona and Steph Delander, but the the path is there, and uh, if the path isn't there, then as Matt Cardona uh, obviously showed us three years ago, you can create that path for yourself, and that's why. Um, I, I'm optimistic for you know a lot of these wrestlers na they'll be able to bounce back because they didn't get to WWE because uh, of, of pure dumb luck or whatever. There must have been something there that led them to WWE and I'm sure that that same raw talent or that skill or whatever it is yeah. will help propel them somewhere else. Ang sa akin naman is if you feel despair now because these guys got, got, got let go, then follow them. Follow wherever they go. Right? If you support them, then make their new home a nice place for them to be in by watching it and supporting it. <laughs> One of our friends, Shane, is and is uh, pretty much the de facto marketing director of DDT in Japan. So, you know, be be like that. You know, be, be big fans. If you say you're big fans, then be a big fan wherever Dolph Ziggler goes, wherever Shelton Benjamin goes. I know I'll be a fan of wherever Ali goes. So, uh, you know, put your money literal where your mouth is where your feelings are yeah so there uh those are those are our thoughts on the uh releases that happened over the weekend i'm just hoping na hanggang dyan na lang, obviously uh just because I, I think so i uh on that point i think so because um a lot of the names that we were seeing get released in real time no thursday night 
I all I all I saw was they, these were the people I don't see on TV. And Daluna sa mga developmental talents of PC, diba? So um I think for one thing, uh, they will leave untouched whoever is in Triple H's uh you know bigger rotation, diba? Like if you if Triple H has time for you, then I think they, they will keep you around. The only you know, Riddle got that go say Riddle was controversial. Um I was like, I'll say this about Riddle. Um I was a big fan of the guy. Uh in his indie days when he was making bank and evolve when before evolve was uh, purchased by WWE diba? and i was a big fan of him then but chembre uh he got controversial so um it it does seem like he isn't one of those uh that that you know match their adorable personalities on tv diba? so i don't feel any that much for him right now unless you know he turns over a new leaf and proves to be a better person than the people uh, than what people say he is so you know what i mean uh yeah i i think uh veterans like dolph ziggler and shelton benjamin uh, they'll find places uh emma will find a place uh, ali will find a place um they're, they're great steals for one tony khan or uh impact wrestling right now yeah so there, uh, good luck to everybody. Um, you know, I, I don't want to use the phrase that we normally associate with uh, this type of event in wrestling, trying not to mock anyone. But you know, they don't I, even I, do that anymore. They don't say that anymore. Yeah, yeah, but still, <laughs> it's, a, it's a meme in our community, yeah. and that's why I don't want to say that phrase. So there, I uh, just wish everybody luck. All right, uh, let's move on to our picks. We have a consensus pick for this week, so we just got our individual picks. And I'm going to start with mine, which is from the NXT Global Heritage Invitational. And oh my gosh, this tournament is really the gift that keeps on giving. We got the Group B final this past week on NXT. Nakala natin it would be Joe Coffey versus Duke Hudson. But Duke Hudson, predictably... Came away with a surprise win, which set up a three-way tie between Joe Coffey, Duke Hudson, and Nathan Fraser in such an event that they all had defeated one another. At dahil hindi to FIBA, walang quotient, walang point differential. So they had to go and face each other in a surprise impromptu uh, triple threat match right then and there. So that's pretty cool, the way that they set that up. And given that they matched Joe Coffey and Duke Hudson, they didn't that they were going to have another match just minutes afterward. Uh, they, they really brought it. Parang kala mo, uh, hindi na, na double book itong sina Joe Coffey and Duke Hudson. And having a speedball in Nathan Fraser in there with them, just quickening up the pace, really made it such a fun watch. Then that closing sequence where sobrang nag-abanger si Joe Coffey, total heel move right there to steal the win from underneath Nathan, Nathan Fraser uh, was, was uh, such a good thing to watch and I love how it reinforces now Joe Coffey is the big heel of this tournament so that's great. He goes up against Tyler Bate ne- uh, next week and uh, yeah, if uh, these eight wrestlers who were involved in the Global Heritage Invitational uh, could prove a point, it was that this tournament is something that works. We can keep doing it every year and that it will give people reasons to keep watching the product. I didn't think much of this, uh, you know, I mean, the, the booking of this second match of the night. And then I saw last weekend's Level Up, which had a one last Group A match in, oh, my Axiom, in Axiom versus Charlie Dempsey. So if you were still going to have a Group A match that was technically meaningless because both Talon and Salon Dalawa, why wouldn't you have put this uh, triple threat on level up to make level up a must watch but anyway yes ratings yeah i get it i get it but um it's really good yeah you you mentioned everything uh i just wanted to point out uh, uh it's in booking decisions like these and matches like these that prove that you know the people you see on tv even though um 
you might think one way about them. They really are some of the world's best, at least when it comes to athletic condition. Because uh, wrestling two matches in what less than an hour—that—that's that's no joke, and mm-hmm. that's live. But so, uh, two guys wrestled their second match without you know without any noticeable fatigue, and that's that's huge. And people might not think much about Duke Hudson, but that guy is uh, not to you know not to refer to the other company, but he's elite, and. Uh, it's just one of those things that uh, it's really, really good. And you can see why he's getting the push that he's getting. And uh, you can see why WWE has some of the best wrestlers in the world, even when they're uh, still in their developmental stages. So, you know, it's really, really good. You should go watch it. Um, I also thought that this match was held because uh, Group B was pretty much the side B of the, of the tournament. So uh, you might as well give them another chance to really hype themselves up. Mm. Uh, w- one thing I liked about the tournament is something that you alluded to earlier. Na nagkaroon pa ng bonus match in Group A on Level Up, even though the finals had already been set. And I appreciated that because even in a real tournament in sports outside of wrestling, these games and these matches happen. Like inconsequential na sila, sige, or spoiler, spoiler na lang sila, or for some parang pang pride na lang, alam yun, for, for a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Them to get yeah. that moral victory coming out of the tournament, diba? Um, kind of like Gilas versus China, the FIBA mm-hmm. World Cup, diba? Both Gilas and China were no longer in the running to make it to uh, the quarterfinals, but uh, they had that one game where. Uh, there was that narrative, but you had all the layers, the politics heading into it. So uh, I'm not saying Axiom versus Charlie Dempsey had all of those layers. It's just that these matches and these games still do happen, even though nakaset na whoever's advancing to the next round. So I appreciate that NXT included that detail because that really is how tournaments work in real life. Yeah, on that note, you guys should watch. This isn't my official pick, but you guys should still watch uh, Charlie Dempsey versus Axiom Level Up. Because hey, the whole tournament really made Level Up kind of must-watch. So uh, I appreciated that they did that for the show. Even though um, it doesn't really draw people, especially when NXT already draws a fraction of the WWE, the main WWE fan base. So still, please go watch it. Um, especially if you really love this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the tournament, Rowan's pick is also from said tournament. It's Butch versus Tyler Bate, a rematch of their classic takeover Chicago bout from ano to, six years ago. Was it? I mean, there there have been so many I know Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate matches. Like that was the final of the you know of the of the first UK Championship tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so sobrang dami ng anaman uh, in the WWE banner alone, right? So Rowan uh, was super excited about it, uh, and he really liked how Butch uh, stayed one step ahead of Tyler Bate. Uh, you know, even when Tyler Bate tried to sucker him, 
uh, sucker him in with Buck and Bang, uh, which show yung chemistry nina Tyler Bate and Butch Malamang. And uh, it, it was also cool seeing them steal each other's finishers. So that's pretty good. I don't know if you noticed this, row, but uh, see Vic Joseph was saying na si Butch finished off Tyler Bate with the better end, not the bitter yeah, end. Yeah, was I that like that. an upgrade on his normal finisher? Uh... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know Pete Dunn enough for that. But it was different, yeah. It was in the bitter end. So I don't know if that was like uh, another finisher that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it before from him. So maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, so he Rowan in his notes that it was a modified bitter end. Because Vic Joseph called it the better end. And I was like, okay, uh, I, I guess we're seeing Butch tweak some stuff here during the Global Heritage Invitational. So that was good. Um, maganda rin na because of the time limit step, right? In 12 minutes, nakita mo na talagang gigil na sila to finish right here, right now. So that was part of what added to the drama of this Tyler Bate and Butch match. So um, I, I really liked how they closed it out by upping the stakes knowing now whoever was going to come out of that match was heading straight into the finals against whoever was going to come out of group B yeah um, this is a fine match I just liked Axiom versus Tyler Bate a lot more from last week uh, from the previous week rather uh, knowing say, what Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate can do this was kind of a, a little disappointing for me but yes say it's, you know, it's TV there's 12 minutes and it simply won't be the same as uh, whatever bout they had in NXT UK and NXT before, where there was a lot more freedom to do their thing. So, you know, it's all right. I mean, it's okay. Uh, so it's still a must watch, especially if, like, this is your, if you're not super familiar with uh, British Strong Side, which is, you know, their faction. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Butch won. I think the right person won. Uh, Shampre, uh, it's kind of sad for Tyler Bate, but Shampre, technically Butch is the guy on the main roster. So technically, in kayfabe, that means like he is the better, uh, the the better one out, uh, among the people of the people in Group A that who are still in NXT. So sucks to be Tazawa here. So yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, take on the last half of our picks of the week episode. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on the Pod Network. Let's cross over to AEW Dynamite Grand Slam with Chino's pick, and it was their opening match, the uh, championship match between Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli. So I believe it was title versus title, so that was pretty cool. Uh, sabi ni Chino na Eddie Kingston being the perennial underdog isn't as believable anymore because of how hard he hits and how champion na rin naman siya heading into this. So what do you think about that? That particular note? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh... It's easy. I, I think it's easy to buy Kingston as an underdog, so especially when you put him next to Claudio. <laughs> like, yung physique palang, right? I mean, I don't mean to disparage people's physiques, especially when I know they could go. But um, the eye test alone will tell you, or could tell you rather, that one is better than the other. So at this point, uh, be, being the champion that has beaten Cloud, uh, Kingston for so long will definitely make Kingston the underdog here. <laughs> yeah, but, naman eh, from the yeah. storytelling, exactly. na Eddie Kingston is such an underdog. <laughs> Even the way that he uh, delivered his promo, sa parang, uh, parang aping aping siya. Alamayon, parang oh. napakaswerte niya just to get this crack at Claudio and then for their match to be for the ROH World Championship. So I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree here. Na yeah. Eddie Kingston was as underdog as an underdog can get. Um, sabi rin ni, ano, sabi rin ni uh, Chino na it was good that 
uh, Eddie Kingston's now a double champion because he's able to represent both Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong on a much more consistent basis. And it also allows Claudio to have an out and get back into the main uh, action of AEW canon as part of the BCC. So I kind of agree with this because uh, Claudio kind of double dipping between uh, Blackpool Combat Club business and then stuff in ROH was kind of weird. So it's good that at least uh, siya, na siya. Um, this match was also pretty hard hitting and uh, Chino felt na high stakes matchup talaga to and that the false finishes were executed properly with both men leaving the match looking good. Yeah, um, I, I generally agree that uh, it, it was so fun. Um, Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli go back such a long time and uh, to AEW's credit, they have made a point naman to emphasize na my history sila both in and out of the ring. So uh, they, they were able to bring that to the action in spades and it reflected in the story they were trying to tell. And it was very cathartic to finally see Eddie Kingston have his moment where he takes the world championship from Claudio and then Claudio went out of his way to shake Eddie's hand and, have him, uh, and, and hand him the belt right after the fact. So good stuff from Eddie and Claudio. Yeah, it was actually the best match of the night. Like, uh, I actually felt bad for everyone else to have to go after that. Because uh, not only was it a good match, but it was like the highest the crowd could ever be. Puti na lang hometown boy didn't see MJF. Because uh, Kingston getting the cathartic moment was almost uh, pretty much unbeatable. Uh, to the point where uh, Kingston was a double champion, he actually had to cancel all his independent yes. appearances. Because he has to busy, he has to be busy working for both AEW, ROH, and New Japan. So that's sort of mind. I mean, like, it's a nice problem to have. Nah, I mean, not because you have injuries or a deteriorating physical condition, but you know, you're finally working in the big time at this point exclusively. So uh, that's you know one of our dreams as wrestlers, Seba. So uh, it, he wins, but the Indies lose. So you know the mind. It's really, really good. Um, it's one of those things, uh, the King's Road style that uh, Kingston really, really loves, which is, I feel now, a lot better than the Strong style. It it really works. It it works for the Western wrestling crowd. It works for people who may not have seen Japanese wrestling, but can understand where all these cues are or how all these cues are hitting, how all these... Okay, now, how do you explain King's Road style to someone who's oh, yeah. probably hearing this yeah, for the yeah. first time? Okay, so strong style, like I say, is more founded in MMA. So yung awkward actions of MMA, nah, it's not all flowy and fluid, where it's all start and stop, start and stop, and then you have uh, really hard hits. Um, that's strong style. So it's not like that now in New Japan, in modern New Japan. So when you watch, uh, and when you fire up a New Japan pay-per-view now, or a show now, what you're not seeing is strong style. Uh, if you go back and watch New Japan from even as late as the early 2010s or the late 2000s, ibang iba yung style niya. So for me, when I tried to go back to the archives ng, ano, ng New Japan, um, they really were a, a kind of a culture shock because I was, you know, indoctrinated in the modern era, in the modern Wrestle Kingdom era, and it wasn't like that at all. So. King's Road is more what you see now. It, uh, if you're familiar with uh, American independent or Western independent wrestling, then uh, yung um, high spot, high spot, high spot style, nila, uh, especially near the end, that that kind of is King's Road. Um, King's Road has a lot more uh, visual storytelling that uh, follows more the scripted style of uh, American wrestling. So. Uh, don't the basically I think I feel uh 
that the wrestling we love today is more rooted in King's Road than it does Strong Style. Like people will adopt Strong Style more because it sounds better. You know, it's a more it's catchier name, but um, a lot of it isn't like that. So, yeah. Um, if you watch like an old uh, well, technically, if you watch this um this Kingston match, this Kingston Castagnoli match, or any other Claude, uh, Eddie Kingston match, that's pretty much what King's Road is. That's what he's doing there. All right, so there, uh, the, uh, the Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli match was the you know usual AEW opener in that it's most likely going to be uh, the high spot of the night. So uh, as Rose said, good luck to everyone who had to follow something like that. All right, uh, let's go to Emil's pick. Emil can't be here as well because he is in transit as we're recording this. So he selects Io Sky versus Asuka for the Women's Championship on SmackDown. And I was actually going to select this one until Emil beat me to the punch. So... <laughs> Good job, Emil. Uh, Sabini Emil, he appreciates EO's treatment as champion so far. Na, they're not looking. Uh, they're not making her look like a chump. Nasinuerte lang kasi nagkashin siya ng money in the bank. She's been going toe to toe with the best that SmackDown has to offer, and Emil feels na Asuka has been her best and strongest challenger to date, and that natalo pa siya ni EO. So good for EO. Uh, he was also surprised to see Asuka lean more into her her high flying or her aerial skills in this match. Uh, very different from the usual Asuka match where she's more uh, rooted on the ground uh, is really more into the striking and the kicking uh, but because she was going up against Io parang tinapatan niya talaga yung high-flying Io uh, he thought si Emil he thought that the finish was alright but he wishes that Io could have won clean but yeah Io Sky is still a heel diba? Uh, under damage control and I guess Asuka is the de facto babyface here so he's hoping for a rematch and that it's on a PLE maybe fast lane di natin alam uh, because he feels na Io and Asuka deserve a much longer match where they can cook more magic together a much longer match this match already went 20 minutes <laughs> oh, uh, three segments why, to, uh. oh my why would I want a much longer match than this um I've seen a lot of people complain about that finish, but I didn't think much of it because, yeah, they're heels. I mean, Io Sky is still a heel. Like, yeah. uh, the whole point of having wrestled that long match is to prove that she can still wrestle, which, you know, nobody ever doubted. Mm. Uh, people just like to see clean finishes a lot, which is, yeah, I get it, but uh, this wasn't anything out of, you know, groundbreakingly out of character for, for Io Sky and damage control. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I like it when people get a chance to cook. I know I like to say that short matches are great, but Shempre, you do have, you, you know, you do get to prove a lot more when you have a really good long match, right? And exactly what they did. And my only thing then is, Shempre, uh, you know, because it's WWE, because it's Western, because it's Americanized, because this is also a PG show. It's also, I'm sure it was also a sanitized version of something a lot more vicious and dangerous if it were in Japan. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know my Joshi wrestling that much. I don't know if they tore it up in Japan uh, together. They probably did uh, as I know, as stable mates. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know that this could have been a lot more hard hitting and hard hitting is what I wanted. And I did get some of it, but siyempre, a lot more of it was focused on uh, some really fluid wrestling siyempre, is what a lot of people like as well. So uh, I didn't get my bachi bachi style. So, uh, but they did indulge us a little bit, just a little bit. And, you know, it give, they gave people a taste of what this could have been like in a different setting. 
All right, uh, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, Asuka and Io Sky have not faced each other one on one on TV ever prior okay. to this past weekend. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I don't, I didn't know that, but I'm sure that they've had much more vicious match. I mean, obviously, they've had much more vicious matches with other women abroad, mm, back home. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, what I like about this match is that it reminded me of uh, my favorite eras of SmackDown, which are 2016, right after the uh, mid-2010s brand split, and the early 2000s, where it was very much a wrestling-centric show. So I, I felt like having a, ma- a match like Asuka versus Io really uh, put us in that mindset once again and set that mood for a very action-packed episode of SmackDown. So uh, you know, I, I do want more of this on my blue brand, and this yeah. is the type of stuff I'd like to wake up to on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I agree. Yeah, uh, the, that SmackDown only had three matches, but they all went more than ten minutes, and uh, that is a lot more than we usually get. So I don't know why they're not doing this on Raw right now, but uh, I like this level of editing um, when it comes to the card on on this week's episode of SmackDown on on my WWE main shows. Yeah, kind of hard to complain uh, for only getting three matches if all three matches someone walang tapon, right? Yeah. So. All right, let's close things out with your pick of the week, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. My pick of the week. Uh, they, you guys already taken all the good ones. I didn't want to do another GHI pick. So my pick is from yesterday, uh, Philippine time. Uh, we've got Collision. The main event is another Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson match. So this time, it is a Texas death match. Uh, Texas death match is no D- technically a last man signing match. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just changed the name. Um. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much like the strap match. Um, and that's kind of reductive, but uh, uh, I, I say that because the level of violence is similar. And because you got like 20 minutes to cook, uh, they got, you know, they were able to do their thing. They were able to deliver the same kind of intense action. Uh, must intense song by a couple of steps higher, young strap match, because uh, it's hard to, you know, hard to get fancy with the strap. And it's just really easy to make it vicious, right? So I I don't think there's much to say about this because uh, it's one of those things that if you saw that strap match, then you can get more of the same here in the Texas death match. So I'll keep that short. My gripe lang is that uh, Ricky took another L. <laughs> uh, he took another big L. And I know we got the match with ZSJ coming up better. If the uh, if the intent was to make Dragon look stronger heading into that match, then I wish that he could have gotten someone else and you know gotten someone else to put him over. Uh, I just really wanted Ricky to get that W, especially after Punk did what he did and got kicked out because of it. Yeah, medyo kawawa si Ricky Starks dito kasi parang nalugi siya talaga eh. Like, you, you could say na oh, AEW won as a whole after the CM Punk divorce pero sobrang lugi si Ricky Starks eh. He yeah, never got his payoff. Exactly. Uh-huh. Never got his moment and now he has to keep taking L after L. But as a Brian Daniels uh, fan as well, I can't really complain either yeah. because I love seeing our guy look strong and I love seeing our guy just uh, kick fools and make them bleed and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, like you, I, I had fun watching this match. Um, I I don't know if I'm getting sentimental because we know that this is his last year full time. But every Brian Danielson match kind of means more to me now. Na parang nilalasap ko na yeah. siya because this is probably gonna be um, the last we'll see of him going at this pace. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's not wrong. Pero siempre, um, that's why I said nyan na if someone else has to do this, has to put Brian over, then I wish someone else just did that. Because 
you can have both of these things. I can have a strong Ricky Starks moment, and I could have uh, I could have Brian Dennis looking strong heading heading into his dream match. Mm-hmm. So, yon, uh, we're we're probably gonna be seeing more Brian Danielson matches here. So, picks of the week, just because we're gonna get all wistful and reminiscent yeah. here on the podcast. So he's also he's, he's gonna be able to put out banger after banger. Oh, wala well, magreklamo. It's our podcast, and these are our picks. So, uh, as always, if you've got your picks that you'd like to share with us, that you'd like to share with the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast community, you know where to find us. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can leave your comments over there. Pwede rin naman on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Pod. We'll be back on Thursday for our regular live stream happening at 7 p.m. on Facebook and on YouTube. Wala nang TikTok, no. Yeah, we're pu- putting that in pause for now. Uh, it's not working out the way we wanted it to. So, uh, you know, it didn't translate much. So I think it's okay. We don't have it for now. Yeah, uh, but we are in the usual spots that you can find us in. So go check that out uh, wherever you get your podcasts when these episodes get released. A uh, couple of plugs, of course, uh, MWF. We've got the live tapings that postponed from yesterday. That it's going to happen on October 1 at Mandala Park. Same place, pa rin, same time, 4 p.m. Uh, it's MWF Tuloy Ang Laban. So please catch us there at Mandala Park. You can still get your tickets over on TicketToMe.net. Pwede rin namang in person when you show up. Uh, you've got the Action Novella TV episode. Episodes uh, airing every Monday night As we're recording this We're actually gearing up For the live stream On both uh, the MWF And Rock of Manila pages So go catch that And if you need someone To process the Netflix docuseries Wrestlers With Nag-record kami ni Grace Leader Ng episode kanina For post-show recaps That episode is already up On Spotify And uh, your favorite podcast feeds So go check that out If you want to just uh, break down some uh, big points coming out of that seven episode docuseries on Netflix. Again, it's called Wrestlers. Uh, we got to get out of here. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper for all of the work that he does behind the scenes and the rest of the TPN crew as well. And uh, we're going to, uh, you, you can keep tabs with us on social media individually at Sheena Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister at Roiswar and at underscore Stan C. New Pasabay Run is up. Yes. Go check that out. Uh, all the details are on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Yeah, just send us a PM and we'll get right on it. Yeah, uh, so good kami, uh, yep. as in. Mabilis kami yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Go message us over there for your legit wrestling goods. All right, on behalf of Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual.